This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello. And welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. We are continuing still this list of 350 good questions to ask from conversation startersworld.com. It's been several years now, I think, that we've been on this list, but we're getting closer. It's home stretch number 322 of 350. Maybe these will tie into line dance somehow. What would be the worst food to be liquefied and drunk through a straw? The worst food. Liquefied. Line dance related? I don't know how to do line dance related, but I can answer the question for both me and you. Okay. For you, it would be beans. Oh, no. <laughs> for me, it would be fish. Okay, okay, I can kind of see that. Yeah, um, I bought a Vitamix a few months ago. and oh, Actually, it wasn't even that long. It was like end of June, mid-June. It was around my birthday. Anyway, um, I did not know that if you consume uncooked beans, you would give yourself food poisoning. And I had bought... Um, red kidney beans and i'm not one to cook beans I, I just figured i'd try new things right like you know be healthy eat healthy and i've been blending everything throwing things like spinach and carrots and cauliflower well not more like broccoli but anyway whatever just happens to be around the house i would throw in the blender and i finally decided you know i need more protein in my diet i will try to soak some beans overnight and put them in a blender it did not go well i haven't touched my blender since this was probably what a week ago two weeks ago i'm scarred i'm emotionally scarred and physically um so i would not recommend liquefying uncooked beans and drinking them through a straw or my blender cups which still have that concoction in them i fear them and i cannot go near them to wash them they're just sitting in the back of the fridge uh, line dance related, I would say maybe that barbecue meat meal that we had at Pikes Peak. Um, however many years ago that was, maybe two years. But I don't know, liquefied meat, what is that like? Is it kind of what they do with spam? I think, I don't know, just, it sounds disgusting. Drunk through a straw. Well, also because we haven't been eating meat for uh, about a month now? However long? Uh, June 14th, so a month and a half. Um, yeah, yeah, that that sounds pretty bad for us. Number three, two, three. What's the weirdest thing about modern life that people just accept as normal? This could probably be line dance related. Well, if you want to do online or um, line dance related online instruction and virtually bringing people into uh, line dance conventions, mm-hmm. would be my answer. Maybe also hand motions in line dance because that's pretty modern. I would say within the last 15, 20 years is when you've seen more of it. Uh, Going back far enough, you could kind of see why people would like stomp and scuff as a dance movement because people already like to stomp their feet when they're happy or angry and scuff when they're feeling a lot of emotion they need to express. So that's kind of like a normal walking and and sidestepping uh, extension. Just what do you do when you're walking or going back or going to the sides? Arms are a little more abstract. 
those are hard to justify. When when you're doing like gimme gimme and you have these wrist flaps and then shoulder touches and then booty bounces, it's nothing really like what you would do in everyday life. But we accept it anyway because we like Rebecca and we trust her. And we see Guyton do weird rolly things with his hands and can't handle me and it's definitely not natural. It's not something you would just do or think of doing, but it looks cool. And then when you do it, it feels kind of cool. Like the, the hand motions and gyrate, you know, they're kind of an accomplishment once you finally have them down. And I guess it's accepted as normal within that world. It really has to be in the, the event world where those dances are done. Because if you're still in a stompy, scuffy country bar and you've never seen this before, it probably won't be seen as that normal. And people might ask you what you're doing. But um, actually, you know what? Scratch that. TikTok exists. So all kinds of weird dance stuff happens and people accept that as normal. So thank you, TikTok, for breaking down that final wall. Number 324. How much of your body would you cybernetically enhance if you could? Ooh, that, well... Basically, hips and knees are pretty important to dancing. And as you've just recently discussed, your arms. 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 So maybe those dance-related, if need be? I mean, Joe's already the bionic woman, so, you know. That's true. When you said uh, hips and knees, I was thinking head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. But I don't know if I, I, I don't, replacing my head might not be where I would start for lion dance. Um, I would lose my balance, I think. If I replaced my legs, I don't know that I would be the one dancing anymore. It would be like me sitting on something that is dancing for me. So I'd want to feel the dancing still happening in my lower body. And I actually am okay with like my abdominal region as well. Cybernetically enhanced. I wouldn't mind like a shoulder to peck augmentation or replacement or whatever you'd want to call it. Uh, pretty much any of the popping and locking parts that Roy can do crazy things with. Um, I, I wouldn't mind a little bit of help there. Um, let's see. Is there much I would want to do with my hands? My eyes and ears, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That would actually be kind of cool if we if, if you did, like, lion dancing in pitch black uh, darkness and you can see everything because you have infrared cameras in your eyes and everyone else is just kind of like bumper cars. Uh, ears, also, you know, I, would, I think I'd want to be able to not have to put in earplugs anymore. I would just want to turn the volume down, like people who have cochlear ear, uh, implants. Um, yeah, that would help out in a lot of country bars. Let's see, what else would I cybernetically enhance for dance? Well, and then on top of it, with the eyes and the ears, it would allow you to experience the music itself differently. Hmm. And then when you're thinking about choreography, if you could find a way of like isolating the different lines, you could hear, you know, the drums and you can hear the guitar and whatever crazy other instrument or symbol they put in there that you might be able to uh, choreograph to that you may otherwise miss. 
I think when you mentioned like hitting music, I think I'd want to have some kind of projectors in my hands also like Tony Stark with um, with the repulsor rays and his Iron Man gauntlets. But I wouldn't want to blast things. I would just want to be able to like have light coming from my fingertips. Almost like uh, at the end of Beauty and the Beast where the prince is transforming back into a human or the beast is transforming back into a human and he has light beams shoot from his fingers. That seems like it would be fun to do for dance purposes. Also, I would want to kind of validate what uh, Michael Barr said to me when judging my dance shine anyway at Vegas Dance Explosion and put springs in my legs. (laughs) That way he would have been right this whole time. Number three to five, if you wanted to slowly drive a roommate insane using only notes, what kind of notes would you leave around the house? Well, John Robinson has been my roommate more than any other at events, and I don't know that I'd want to drive him insane. Maybe, I guess if you wanted to just like put one that says like, check your underwear drawer, and then and then they check it check your backpack and then they check it check your dance shoes and then they check it and then like you just lead them to one final note it says hi with a smiley face <laughs> that could be fun maybe a positive kind of insane i don't know I, that just terrifies me at the idea of someone that i am cohabitating with and me wanting to drive them insane like that just doesn't sound like it would end well in any capacity. So I'm not sure my brain could go much further. But I like your little post-it note idea of the go here, go there, go here, go there. You'd have to figure out how how long they would uh, play, though. Because you couldn't do like one or two, but you also couldn't do like 50. I think also having just odd numbers... Like, oh, and you could do it in disappearing ink. So you leave a note with disappearing ink that has like a four-digit code or something, and you make sure that you write it with enough time remaining on the ink that it's gone by the time they can confront you or ask you about it. And then you look at it and you say, oh, it's, it's a piece of paper. I don't know, what does this piece of paper mean? Even if they take a photo of it with their, their phone or something, this would have been easier in the 90s if they had had a camera and had to like wait seven days to develop it. But anyway, um, so you have these codes and they don't know what they mean and you deny knowing anything about them. But if they are able to decipher the code, maybe you could make it easy and just have it be like each le- number means a letter or something and they unscramble it, then you can have some secret message. Um, and again, that could be left to the puzzle maker's discretion what they think would drive the person crazy like what was your nemesis you have a pokemon nemesis i forget what it was what was it love disc right uh you could do like hello from love disc or something and then you could have one final note that's a picture of love disc waving at you or something except it doesn't have arms 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 people need to go go look up our dance i want to spoon uh, taught at Palm Springs Winter Break a couple of years ago. You will understand what I'm talking about. All right, next up, mm, uh, number 326. If you had a giraffe that you needed to hide, where would you hide it? Wow. 
Why would I hide a giraffe? I would say I would hide it in Big Jim's clothes because he's a tall guy. Um, I would just put it in the corner and make it part of the decorations of the dance event and make it a jungle themed dance event and be like, look, I have a live giraffe. No, I swear it's just stuffed. I don't know. It's a giraffe. Why would you hide a giraffe? You could put a lampshade on its head with a flashlight and say, I don't know what you're talking about. Check out my cool lamp. Giraffe lamp. Uh, Other than that, I mean, the only place I can think of where you could maybe hide it comfortably would be at Vegas Dance Explosion because their ceilings are so high. Yeah. Very tall. Very tall ceilings. Yeah. Most of the other events, they're lower and more like human friendly, human oriented. But if you wanted to store a very tall giraffe at a line dance event in plain sight, you'd need to put it in the Westgate Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Number 327, what's the clumsiest thing you've done? Oh, I rolled that ankle bad. I was thinking about that. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, they're asking you, (laughs) not him. Uh, For me, uh, probably the dislocating of the hip or the tearing of the calf muscle. Those are pretty bad injuries. I walk into doors as opposed to through them a lot. Knock on wood, I have not fallen off stage yet. So, yeah, I've done some pretty clumsy things. Yep. I'm definitely sticking with uh, sticking with that rolled ankle at Big Bang. Oh, although, I'm trying to think. At Florida Line Dance Classic, when uh, Max the dog was in How the Grinch Told Christmas, people were wondering if, if the Grinch as played by Simon Ward had hurt Max with something that he did. Cause uh, there was this loud thump. And as I recall, that was intentional. I wasn't hurt, but people thought that I was being like thrown around. Yeah. Say so the only other thing is uh, one of my first conversations with uh, Rachel McEnany white was very clumsy on my part. I might as well just put my foot in my mouth, turn around, walk away. Thought it made idiot out of myself but uh, she gracefully continued to speak with me (laughs) i think my first interaction with her was um at windy city asking where the elevator was but also being just flabbergasted that i was in the same breathing space as her (laughs) yeah that was a good day uh number three two eight what songs do you only know the chorus to Well, okay, so there's a probably about a quarter of line dance songs that I only know the chorus to because they only get played so often. Um, Happy Dance comes to mind, mm. but that's mostly because it's in another language. Afrikaans, which is a South African version of Dutch. Yes, what he said. Um, other than that, for the most part, music-wise, I generally know more than the chorus because they get played so often, especially the ones I really, really like. I will play them at home, in the car, you know, at work, stuff like that. There are some that I think I know, and then I'm like trying to do them in my head. I'm like, uh, I know it when it's playing. That doesn't really count. Um, 
Sweet Caroline I know all of, not just the chorus. I'm trying to find one that's like in the middle. And what we've been dancing a lot of is um, Tiptoe, but I can't say that I would, if I wrote all the words down, I wouldn't have even the chorus 100% correct. Let's see, take me to church, I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your light, I'll tell you my sins, you can sharpen your knife. Actually, no, I think I know the verses to that too. That's a tricky one. Oh, have fun, go mad. Have fun, go mad, do what I say. Have fun, go, don't do what I do. Have fun, go mad, have fun living in the city. I think that's, I think that's one that I know just the chorus for because he speaks really quickly during a lot of the other parts. Or in like a, a a weird tone of voice where it's hard to decipher what he's saying. That's the line dance song I'll go with. Have fun, go mad. Number three, two, nine. Think of a brand. Now, what would an honest slogan for that brand be? Ooh, in line dance, there aren't that many brands. There's Super J Mart. There's Seven Arrow Media. There are the events themselves. JC Dance Productions. Brand. Suede a dance shoe company business your thoughts oh line dance podcast is a brand linedancepodcast.com um well you said think of a brand and the first thing that came to mind was Rachel McEnany White because in my opinion we are all our own brand as choreographers, instructors, event directors, all of that. And Superwoman comes to mind. Just as a slogan. <laughs> what is the thing that John was saying during one of the dance weekends? Saying like, live something, 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 laugh often. It was, it was involving like, love, living and loving and laughing have fun do good something like that because that would be if i had to put something together for john it would be along those lines i'll see if i can look it up on facebook go ahead uh darren bailey his slogan generally is dance to express not impress i think trevor thornton also uses that um on his Oh, I forgot the name of his brand on his his faster smoother dance i think he has that on his sh- Maybe he has that on his shirt as well. I believe it. Um, what Roy and Fiona have dared to be unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, 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 I'm trying to think of who else. Oh, I found uh, the thing for John. Live happy, laugh often, dance daily, be amazing. This was posted in 2018. Wow. It says, look what arrived just in time for my birthday. My UCWDC Hall of Fame ring. My mantra is inscribed inside. Live happy, laugh often, dance daily, be amazing. I like John. He's good people. I agree. All right. Number 330. What's something common from your childhood that will seem strange to future generations? Oh, Lord. I was just thinking about this the other day. Um. Actually, oddly enough, it was while I was purchasing the birdhouse that um, is in my backyard right now. It's not a birdhouse. It's like a picnic table that you can put seeds in for birds. And I remember looking through the shelves and the song Hanky Panky came on in my mind. Where is it? My baby does the hanky panky. 
And I remember thinking how strange it is that I was assigned that to dance in second grade with my partner, I believe Stephanie Lomax, who was around my age as well. Second grade was at like eight, no, seven, seven years old, seven years old. Why is a seven-year-old doing a tap dance or jazz dance or whatever dance we were doing to a song called Hanky Panky? I didn't even know at second grade what Hanky Panky was. My baby does the Hanky Panky. Why, why is that something that second graders should be expressing to each other, this, this poor innocent guy and girl duo? Anyway, we won a trophy for it, so that, that's something, I guess. Um, so that was, that, I guess that was common from my childhood that like, we could just be assigned these songs and have no idea what they're about. Um, and then in future generations, they're probably going to look at that as like, I mean, there's so many activist groups and hashtags that'll probably be seen as some form of offensive to someone. And I just think it's odd, but back then we didn't really give it that much thought. And that's dance related. I don't know. Do you have anything dance related? Well, I can certainly point out the idea that our you know thumbs in belt loops and buckles and whatnot would be odd props might be odd i know props were really really big in the least bay area uh, i was not around for that however so I, I i don't know much more than that but i can definitely reference a lot of stuff from my childhood that most people nowadays it's just lost like why it's called rolling down the window and certain things along that line you know rotary phone and a pager organ trail floppy disks rewind yes rewind that that kind of stuff uh that's all stuff you know, I could reference. Oh, I say, shoot! At this point, we don't even reference CDs; <laughs> they're almost obsolete as well. Uh, if you if you're recording something, then you know you're taping it for later. But there's no tape anymore. You're recording it for later, but you're not taping it anymore. Yes, uh, or taking the picture. Like it's got a totally different meaning now. So yeah, there's a lot of things outside of dance. But, uh, yeah. Uh, you mentioned the props uh, part of line dance that used to be more common. And even though this wasn't in, done, or I wasn't aware of it when I was a kid, it was done during that time, uh, hat tricks. Evelyn Canoe used to put hat, uh, hat choreography in her step sheets so that if people wanted to add a little spice while they were dancing, they could, they could spin or, or otherwise manipulate their cowboy hats, which would seem strange for people in the future because even at country bars you'll see guys wearing trucker hats but not a whole lot of cowboy hats number 331 what's the most amazing place in nature you've been i know there's one i haven't and that's garden of the gods which i know we're supposed to go to it's some future pikes peak line dancer bust but we have yet to go there your thoughts yeah that that one was one of the first ones that uh, came to mind uh, I'm trying to think of places maybe that I have yet to gone to a line dance event as opposed to just nature specific. 
Um, I can certainly say uh, Spain and Australia, Fiji, Japan, Malaysia. There's a lot of places I haven't been. Ireland sounds amazing. I mean, there's so many places that I haven't been that I know line dance exists. So pretty much anywhere outside of the U.S. Two that I will mention. Uh, One, if you consider it nature, would be, I think, in Germany. I think it's in Germany. This video circulates every so often, and I think they do it every year. It's... I think it's a dam. It's very long, and they try to break the record for longest line dance every so often. Uh, it's surrounded by mountains, and most of what's in that video is nature. Everything else is concrete uh, for the dam and people, which I guess are sort of natural. The other place, as can be seen in our music video on can'twalkaway.com, would be Gravity Hill in Sonoma County. I think it's technically part of Sonoma Mountain, maybe. I think that's what mountain that is. Um, anyway, it's it it's uh, very high up overlooking Santa Rosa, Petaluma, and Rohnert Park. And I definitely recall dancing there, so I can include this in the field of line dance, and it was definitely also nature because it was off of the road. We were on the road for part of it, but also we climbed a fence and were in the field. So that would be nature. Um, Amazing view, definitely. And line dance has happened there at least once. Number 332. What's quickly becoming obsolete? Ooh. I need a minute. Okay. What's quickly becoming obsolete? In line dance? Hey, for us, leather-based dance shoes. Because there are vegan options out there, as it turns out. You do not need the skin of an animal to cover your feet. You can use something that has a similar feel, similar texture. And going forward, that'll be a more sustainable choice. So that would be um, something obsolete for us. Uh, I don't think events are going out of fashion or anything. People still go to events. Uh, Maybe, I mean, I can go either way with this. I was going to say maybe the idea that we have to have an event every month because... Now we'd be lucky if we get one a year because of, you know, the worldwide events that are transpiring. But I don't know, before this, everything seemed like it was accelerating. People would people could could make a case for what's what's becoming obsolete. Um having the one big event like marathon or something that you go to, the can't miss single event and everyone goes to it. Now you don't really have to do that because instead, with all these other smaller events that have started in the last several, you know, I was going to say years, but even decades, um, you can just go to a local one. If you can't fly all the way out to the big event, you can just go to your you know, next state over. There's probably one there, and there's a decent number of people that will probably be in attendance. So maybe the big event has become obsolete and now it's just what event can you afford that's nearby but again that was before all of this stuff happened with the world now maybe 
what would be obsolete is a smaller group that you would consider to be an unnecessary risk dancing with. Like if you're going to take the risk, do it big instead of do it many times um, and not be able to go to the big one. I don't know. How's your minute going? (laughs) Um, One of the things that did come to mind that I believe has become obsolete is Line Dance Magazines, which is sad. Like hard copy magazines. Hard copy magazines, yes. Um, One of the other things that I don't know if I'd say quickly, but it is certainly not as in demand as it once was, was printed step sheet booklets. I know, although there is still a a request for them, it is nowhere near the numbers it once was. So uh, a lot of them are putting them on flash drives or DVDs or CDs now. Uh, Some of them are even just sending links on websites. So I I think that would be my two answers because I don't know if I have a better one that I am aware of as far as instruction goes I think maybe the idea of learning from a video where it's just being danced and along with that learning from a friend who kind of knows it I think those are both unnecessary now that so many videos are available by people who've been doing it for a long time and break it down chunk by chunk like Vivian 2 or uh, Line Dance Dallas I believe her name is Jenny or Yvonne Yvonne um, yay or the choreographers themselves Uh, a lot of them like Rachel and Darren will record their own tutorial and post it to their YouTube if not you know one of the many streamline type services where there's a schedule like Bradley Bradley does his regularly as well Bradley Mather uh, you really don't need to just rely on somebody on you know your Instagram feed uh, who kind of knows the dance and is doing it the way it's done in their area, the way they remember it. You can get it from the choreographers themselves and you know you're getting the steps as they were intended to be done. Even just how many years ago was it? Like five, six years ago? A lot of people in Southern California were you know, learning from each other, learning from a friend. Uh, these are the regional variations we do, kind of informally learning. Now, we're all just so connected. It doesn't even seem like there's that much of a difference between like the circuit world and the bar world. There's so much crossover now that you can learn from a circuit instructor and not just have things mutate down to the bar quote-unquote level. You have a thought? I do, and you kind of briefly just touched on it, and that is that circuit and bar are separate. That is becoming very clearly not the case, as well as, thankfully, that, although it's still a very big stereotype out there, that line dancing is only to country music. Uh, the more people I personally interact with, the more people I'm able to inform that although, yes, country music is still a very big part of it, it is not the only music of genre out there that we dance to. 
And last but not least, that circuit is not a level. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what else would be obsolete? Oh, for me, dancing in boots because you think that's what you're supposed to dance in. It took me a while to transition from boots to street shoes to then orthotic inserts and dance shoes. But once I did, it felt so much more comfortable. And now I'll even wear them to the bar. Uh, Stoney's has a nice floor and it gets along well with the bottoms of my dance shoes. Uh, we actually ceased consuming non-vegan products during quarantine so i haven't gone shopping for new vegan shoes yet but i hope to wear those to whatever my next event will be and there could be a risk of wearing dance shoes to bars and having something spill on them or having something soak into the bottoms so for that i would recommend just sit close to the dance floor watch for puddles Uh, and don't walk in them outside be sure to have a second like street pair of shoes that's such an interesting question. What's quickly becoming obsolete? I feel like there are probably more answers for that. So if any come to mind, obsolete. Maybe going to an event alone. There's so many ways to connect with other people now that you could probably find somebody else. If you're thinking about going to an event, you, you can probably find somebody else to either go with or like that you don't know very well that you could room with so that you don't feel alone. A lot of people from the country bar world in the last few years have been flying to the other side of the country to an event they've never attended before and still having a good time because they have either international friends now or someone else in the country that they can split the cost with. If you think you can't go to an event because you can't afford it, having friends and making friends online or maintaining friendships online with people that you've met at previous events, that that can make more events possible for people because they can split so many costs. So yeah, maybe the, the myth of the young person not being able to go to these, and you have to be a, a retiree or something to have enough money to do events. So that, that way of thinking would be obsolete. Number 333, where is the most uncomfortable place you have ever slept? Oh, the... The Denver airport, probably. We were there for 24 hours straight, I think it was, uh, because of um, some difficulties with our our airline. All kinds of things, yes. um, Denver airport is certainly an airport I've slept in. I've slept in one in Dallas, I think, as well. Um, That one was only a, a few hours, though. That wasn't anywhere near as bad as some of these other ones i have slept at the chicago airport as well um yeah i think mostly mostly airport wise is actually physically uncomfortable mentally uncomfortable it still takes the cake and it's going to be the night scene in colorado I like how that answer and the Denver answer were both around the Pikes Peak Line Dancer bust experience because that's one of our very favorite events. So we will take all the discomfort as long as we get to have a weekend at that event. Physically, I would also want to include whenever we've had to sleep on a Spirit Airlines or Frontier Airlines flight. They do not leave you room to do anything. Like maybe if you're lucky and you have the the, uh, window seat, you can kind of lean on it. 
there, there have been times when we're trying to like put our head forward on the back of a seat and there's not really enough room for that. And then you try to like fold the table down and like curl sideways onto it. And that doesn't really work. It, it's one of the most diff- either of those combined would be among the most difficult places to sleep airline wise. I second. There was another one. Oh yes. Um, I've gone on a number of road trips for dance. Um, like to Southern California. And I remember sleeping in a parking garage in Huntington beach. I think that must've been to go to cowboy country or something at the time. It was probably 2015, 2016. And I remember liking the fact that it was dark. I remember driving through the night and I didn't want to get a hotel, I guess. So I just slept in the parking garage. And then when it got light enough, I I went out and sat on the beach and hit the pier for a while just kind of pretty much killed time the way you know most people visit these places is opposite for me going to country bars because they want to see the sights during the day they want to check out the shops and i'm like why isn't it nighttime yet let's go to barnes and noble and and walk around until reno has evening dance so it's it's a little flipped for us us dancers on the road yeah all right Number three, three, four. I'm just thinking, is there anywhere else that I've slept? Like just weird, crazy places for dance. Well, weird and crazy is different from uncomfortable. There was another one. I slept under a table once. What (laughs) event was that? That was in a hallway. Was it Kansas City? It was not in a hallway. It was in a spare room that was downstairs in at least the one I'm aware of at Big Bang. Spare room? Yeah, there's there is a office room right before you get to where it divides and we we had snuck in there because we had needed only a few minutes or so until the event and so we had just stayed there. The one I'm thinking of go ahead. I'll say go ahead. Oh the one I'm thinking of I think was a JC event. I can see the hallway in my mind and it had a black skirt around it. I don't think that it was Florida. I know that hotel. It might have been Hotlanta. That would have been the one before before Florida. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And I was very tired. Just like super sleepy and i think it was the end of the event it was like getting toward the end of the event i'll bet it was like the last day and i couldn't get up to my room or something because that's the only reason this would make sense and i remember people were packing things up around me so that would also make sense why it was the last day anyway i just needed to close my eyes and i think it must have been hotlanta because i remember the feeling of being on staff and I, you can't go to sleep when you're on staff somewhere <laughs> like in public uh, where did we get, there's a picture of us sleeping on a couch. What event was that? That's Northwest Line Dance Blast. And we were not on staff. So I guess we thought that it was okay to do that way back that then. Was, that was the joke because that we had been to, to several events up until that point And people had always asked how we have so much energy. So when we finally got caught red handed taking a nap, that was the the joke about you were looking to make sure your bandana didn't have any holes or something along those lines um 
from uh, Jesse and Brenda. Hmm. Yeah, so I guess we've learned since then to find more discreet locations to rest our eyes. And so the event that I'm thinking of was definitely under a table that had a black skirt that goes all the way around it. And I just needed a few minutes to shut my eyes. Number 334, what's the most annoying animal you've encountered? Ooh. Where was the... It might have also been Hotlanta, I wonder. There's some place, there was some state that has l- very loud insects. What was that? Um, um, Kansas City? Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City had the very, very loud insects. I wouldn't say they were annoying, but they were very loud. Outside, maybe. Inside, they're not really as noticeable. But outside, they are extremely loud. I don't know what they're doing there, but like, it's like crickets on overload. I forget what, cicadas, I think is what they're called. Man, those are loud. And some people find them relaxing. Like, you can go on on YouTube and put on a 10-hour loop of cicada sounds because people grew up with that, and that's like white noise for them, but... We don't have anything like that here because we don't have the humidity or, or other conditions that would support them. So it's yeah. weird to hear them. We have like frogs and crickets and whatnots because I've definitely noticed when there's not the sound during certain seasons of the year as well as think about just bird sounds. Right. But I mean specifically cicadas. Like those are... Those were intense. Those were quite intense sounding. I... I will openly admit that. Um, I work as a vet tech, so we're just not going to pretend. We're going to pretend like this question doesn't exist for me because I could tell stories. I'm going to see if if any of these videos will accurately represent the sound. Let's see. Summer cicada sound and video. Cicada sound, cicada sound. Cicada sound in the morning. Cicada's buzzing sound effects. Interesting. Let's try that. We're loading this up on YouTube. Uh, that one's not very loud. Let me jump ahead a few seconds. Man, you can barely even hear that. That's not what we experienced. Let's try summer cicada because it was it was summer. It was like August. Hmm. Imagine that, but lots of them. And that's that's just one. He's just focused on one. It sounds it sounds like an electrical malfunction, like a tower is buzzing. Anyway, other than that, we don't really see a lot of animals when we're dancing because they tend to stay away from civilization. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're referring to any of our instructors as animals, they're all just too fun. They're not annoying to me. So I, I, I couldn't directly relate that to fine dance. Number 335, what's your best example of correlation not equaling causation? Hmm. What? So uh, for, for those out there who are unfamiliar with correlation and causation, if you look at, if you look at uh, crime, if, if you look at crime rates in the summer and you say, that ice cream is being sold at the same time that crime levels are going up. You might think, oh, well, ice cream causes crime. 
that 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 correlation is so strong that there must be a relationship but really there's an underlying cause of both which is that you know the weather is hot so it's making people all agitated and angry as well as making people want ice cream so that would be an example of correlation existing between ice cream purchases going up and crime rates going up uh, but there's no causation between those two things uh, they're caused by something separate in the dance world right yeah I, I have nothing for the dance world. I'm sure if I sat here long enough I could come up with something but ain't nobody got that kind of time maybe the number of purchases I've made yeah maybe that would make sense okay um if you look at how I I bought a lot of dance pants and dance shirts in my early days at the country bar scene uh, that kind of went along with me learning more dances but it didn't cause me to learn more dances. I didn't get quote unquote better at dancing because I suddenly had more stuff. Um, I just happened to become more invested in that whole world. And I wanted more options for what to wear at the same time that I also wanted to learn more dances and more challenging dances. So really the cause would have been my interest but what was correlated with my learning of more dances was also a rising number of purchases and i wish it were as easy as just spending money to you know get mad skills uh it is not you actually have to have time put into doing any of those things that you want to get better at like learning a bunch of crazy hand movements and intricate footwork and turns hmm Correlation causation. Yeah, maybe also my my air miles going up at the same time as, um, well, in this way it, it's kind of related. I was gonna say um, getting gigs like DJing and teaching at events at the same time as you know my my frequent flyer miles are going up on Alaska. But really, I can't go to the gig unless I fly. <laughs> so. Uh, in in a weird way, it does kind of cause it. Have you had any thoughts on this yet? No, no, no thoughts yet. You've pretty much covered, I guess, the closest thing I could think of. Because, I mean, every time I think think of something, oh no, no, those those are in some way related. It's just not a direct cause. It's the same thing. Is causing both of them. One is not causing the other. Ooh, tell me about your hair color changes. What What about them? I don't really know what happens there. I just know that sometimes your hair color changes, and I'm wondering: is there a correlation between that and anything else? Because like, you, it's not as though you you change your hair color and then it causes something. As far as I know, unless it like got you a new job somewhere or something because you colored your hair. But like, have you ever? learned a new difficult challenging dance at the same time that you colored your hair because you're going through a period of wanting to shake things up and change things and push your comfort levels and maybe throw tattoos in there as well do you have any like 
any stories of a correlation between big changes in your life, like moving or changing your hair, changing your tattoo. Well, you can't change your tattoos, really. Getting a tattoo. Getting a tattoo. Um, and then also having something dance-related go along with that. Not really dance-related, unfortunately. Um, and my hair color and tattoos are very very time stamped as to what is going on in my life so i'm sorry i I know you tried but yeah i don't i don't really have a a stretch for any one of those things i haven't yeah i don't i don't have a correlation or something that could be seemingly like a correlation that is not number 336 in what situations oh no in what situations do you wish you could throw down a smoke bomb and disappear? Ninja vanish. Um, I don't know. I, I don't enjoy being embarrassed, for sure. But I like the stories that come from it, such as, you know, I totally know the dance taps. I totally know it, I swear. And then I get on the floor to demo it, and then it go bye-bye. <laughs> I would say the end of the performance at Vegas Dance Explosion 2019, when uh, the music went away, I guess. Um, the whole thing uh, went a little differently than we thought, and I think a, a well-timed smoke bomb would have made it look intentional. Like, it represents how things can change in the dance world, so quickly we were doing a presentation on line dance history like then and now bars and circuit i think that would have been a good way of being like you think you know and then bam we're gone that's the only way we could have saved that exit that was rough (laughs) uh other than that i mean when else have we really wanted to disappear in the dance world i don't think we've ever forgotten anything that badly in a bar um Oh, there was that one night at Stoney's in the last several... How many months was it? It was probably in the winter. I don't know. January. January? Yeah. That was a that was a tricky night to get through, and I think it would have been easier to just be like, you know what? I'm good with tonight. Bam. I'm out. Um, that's Otherwise, yeah, I don't really have a lot of like really bad experiences with country bars or uh, the circuit scene. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. For the most part, everything's been pretty good. That I mean, maybe it would be a cool effect, but I wouldn't need it. Maybe that one interview that we did, just bam, where did they go? Well, anyway, number 337. <laughs> um, when was the last time you were hopelessly lost? Ooh. Oh, there was a one time. You can tell them. What? Uh, the the driving through a whatever field. I don't know whether some orchard. <laughs> the wrong turn. I knew where I was. I just didn't realize I wasn't supposed to be driving there. I knew where I was and where I was going. I just didn't realize that that wasn't a real road. I I make my own way. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Hopeless, hopelessly lost. Uh, maybe learning a dance. That 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 seems pretty accurate. What what's one of the harder dances I've learned recently, Chris? Well, I mean, we definitely ugh, take me to church the first time we tried to learn it, 
was rough. We never really solidly had um, the bridge part of it. And then we didn't really dance it much again after that. So kind of let that one go. Uh, what else have we tried to learn? We're just like, this is too... Oh, oh there was another Guyton one. It was um, Listen. We tried to learn Listen. And it had the different kind of rhythms. And I don't think we ever came back to that one. We did it like once in Ives or attempted to do it. We did like part A and we just... Your brain was too fried to do B or something like that. And we were like, done. Just done. And then we didn't come back. That one is probably the most lost I've been in a dance. To the point where we never attempted it again yet yes any others oh i'm i'm sure there's more out there the, the the nice thing about it is a lot of the ones that i was originally hopelessly lost i have since come back to with a vengeance <laughs> and reclaimed and it has made all the difference in the world it's a matter of just setting myself as a this is what is happening now as opposed to I'll get to it eventually um I can say that there's two dances that have made me cry in trying to learn them because I was so just not understanding but I now know both those dances so I mean I guess the determination the practice and sometimes knowing that walking away and coming back to it later fresh is probably one of the best things you can do simply because at that point you've exposed yourself to the dance and so when you go back to learn it it there's parts that are familiar and it's almost as if it's natural for your body to do that so then you have that confidence level that yeah, I got this so those other couple pieces that you might struggle with you you might fight a little bit harder for Number 338, this kind of ties in with your off, off, off um, happy dance question earlier. Number 338, what songs do you feel compelled to sing along with when you hear them, even if you don't totally know all the words? As far as songs that I've listened to within the last several months for line dance, I would say Tiptoe. I don't mind. I just kind of say the parts that I like uh, or that I remember. Uh... Trust Me by, um, the song is Vincero by Frederick Kempe. And I don't know all the Italian sounds or what they're supposed to mean, but I, I do the English parts when I catch them and I kind of make the sound of whatever's happening in the Italian parts, I think, pretty close to. Just because I, I, it's such a nice song. They're making such pretty noises. Um, and then I think there was another one. Tiptoe, Trust Me. And again, there's the off, 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 and uh, all the other bits are just kind of noise, but we kind of, we do our best. Do you have thoughts? I was trying to come up with another one other than Happy Dance, but I can't, I think that one's going to be the big one right now just because it's so present. I know a lot of people can use Sweet Caroline as their reference here. But because I've taught it so many times, I know the lyrics very well. Um, I'm drawing a complete blank, and it's almost like pressure. Uh, rapper's Delight. Because we, we, we know the bits about like hotel, motel, Holiday Inn, or what you're going to do. 
today, say what? Like there are parts that we know and we totally sing those parts. And then there are other parts that are like, C to the S to the A. Okay, I can get behind that. And along those rap lines, I think I do the same thing with Straight Cadillac Pimpin' by 8-Ball featuring MJG or MG or something. Because there are parts in that that I think I know. Uh, Maybe also New Flow. A lot of these just rap line dance songs. Yeah. Sing the parts you know. Chime in for those. All right, number 339, what product do you wish a company would make a smart version of? Dance shoes, and they know all the steps and they do them for me. No, that <laughs> not all the steps and do them for you. Well, that's, what else you got? Some of the fun. Oh, how about, um, well, actually, I mean, smartphones already kind of do this, but I was going to say like a survivor photo taker that that magically find it sees the shape of what the survivors are doing whether it's curving around a table or clumping together it finds the perfect elevation so that our heads are all equally sized and we don't have me in the front with a giant head and everyone else tiny in the back and it also does whatever it needs to with light to absorb the most light possible and and get everyone uh, sharply in in view i'm trying to like figure out what they mean by smart if they're talking about like self controlling and whatever, or if they're talking more like fuel efficient or I'm trying to figure out what would, what would fit in my thought process for that. Maybe something with like that can help the DJ even more with taking requests. I mean, cause we already have, the paper and we have people coming up and talking and we have the you know the where you can actually request online apps and so I think we're getting there but I think something just to make the DJ's job a little bit easier would be nice also I think physically it would be interesting to have something that corrects you physically like posture and poise and whatever so if you have it strapped on to you and you just have it give you like a little buzz or something when you need to put your frame in a better position or something like so that you lift your arms and you do whatever it is you need to do you can't always have somebody pointing out to you like do this do that but it could nudge you in the right direction all right we have a minute and a half left for this one we'll see if we can do it three uh number 340 what two films would you like to combine into one I don't know, dances maybe? Uh, That's way too much of a complicated question to answer in less than a minute. I I wouldn't even know because I love everything separately, but I can see how having something together might be beneficial. So I don't know. Well, we could always come back to that one. I would say um, what two dances do you consider to be like sister dances? And my two would be New Flow and Pump It because we learned them. We learned of their existence around the same time. And we tend to see them put on the playlists around that same time with each other. I have uh, Ain't Too Cool, Sugar Honey IT, and Stitches all kind of packaged together for me because I learned them all within the same week or two. Uh, also, I'll put together Italiano and Pink Champagne. Yes, those are another a double pair. Um, I'm sure there's others too, and my brain is just trying to rack it up in the last minute, and it's cracking under pressure. It's been a long day at work. Oh. All right. Well, 
That has been it for uh, Line Dance Podcast. This has been Christopher Gonzalez with Megan Barcelia. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, we will see you on the dance floor. floor.